Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Regional Warfare. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. I'll tell you, this is Wednesday, April 27th in the year 2022. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it feels like we're in the twilight zone, which is probably more real anyway. But with the world continues to get crazier each day, and just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, they've decided to launch the Ministry of Truth through the Department of DHS, DHS with a true communist. And they are going to make sure that uh, we don't have disinformation because that could be harmful. All of this on the heels of... Elon Musk apparently releasing Twitter from the bonds of the socialist freaks, but I don't think that's quite exactly what it is, as they say. And many, many more things. We're going to cover a lot of things tonight, including some discussions about Bards Fest and some other developments around the area. So get ready and buckle up. Before you begin tonight, remember, you need good sleep good sleep to keep your immune system strong and to get good sleep you need good products and those good products are always there at my pillow mypillow.com forward slash bards is the bards nation's landing page and your promo code is bards some of those great products include giza cotton sheets that are on sale right now for 60 percent off we have the my pillow classic which is on sale for 1998 right now you also have my slippers, 50% off men's and women's sleepwear, 50% off, and great savings on mattresses, mattress toppers, comforters, the whole thing. Everything you need for a fantastic night's sleep and more. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards. You can use that promo code anywhere on the my pillow site, the Frank Speech site, and the my store site. And if you want to speak to a real person, you can call a Patriot Kilo Pillow Counselor at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and use your promo code BARDS. So I think I'm just going to start off tonight with a framing of how the world currently is. I think this sums it up as well as anything I've found. The Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, 6. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press 7 and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully and a small voice will tell you which number to press. If you're depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press, no one will answer you. If you're dyslexic, press 69696969. If you have a nervous disorder, please fidget with the hash key until the beep. After the beep, please wait for the beep. If you have a short-term memory loss, please try your call again later. And if you have low self-esteem, hang up. All our operators are too busy to talk to you. Yeah, you get the idea. It's about that right there. So let's start real quick with some news about Twitter because everybody's got the rage about Twitter, and this is driving me crazy. First of all, Elon Musk is comes from a wealthy family. He's been groomed to be part of the elite. Why the, everybody is racing over to think there's going to be a big change in Twitter? But what Twitter does provide is provide some great entertainment for us as we look at all of the liberals literally lose their mind as they melt down, say the blue check marks are going to to leave Twitter. Here's the real rub of it, though. What we are all beginning to realize is that Twitter has been running with government support. Not that we didn't entirely know that, but the likelihood now is that Twitter has been running on government servers meaning that your data from the very beginning, this was never a private company, but it was always been an intelligence operation to collect people's data and to continue to use it for a transition to the new world order. There's a really good piece here I'm going to play. It's 4 minutes, 39 seconds. It really does well. Make sure and listen all the way to the end. 
gives you a good perspective on what Elon Musk brings to the table or doesn't. This comes from somebody who I wouldn't consider to be completely like not definitely not part of what we would call the awake movement, but they are dead on with what they're talking about. To so take a listen to this. So here's one potential vulnerability for Elon Musk. Two of his companies, Tesla and SpaceX, have close relationships with the federal government. Tesla is dependent on Chinese factories. That's where the batteries come from. Now he's promising to take Twitter into an uncensored social media platform. So that is a huge threat to the governments of both the U.S. and China. What does that mean? Glenn Greenwald has been following this story, knows a lot of the players in it, has been fighting for free speech for a long time. We spoke to Greenwald a couple of hours ago for an episode of Tucker Carlson today coming out tomorrow morning at Fox Nation at 7. And here's part of it. Really interesting. Watch. What do you make of Elon Musk? Do you think he's sincere? You know, Elon Musk is somebody who has grown up in incredible privilege. So he was part of an extremely wealthy family from South Africa. His father was, you know, a very rich entrepreneur. He came to the United States and he, you know, took that wealth and made it into, you know, into a different universe. I mean, you know, there's some kids born into wealth and they just kind of live on their father's accomplishments. He obviously is not somebody who did that. He's created you know, companies that are extremely successful, but he also has had a relationship with the Pentagon and with the security state, yeah. both, both with Tesla and, and, and with SpaceX. And, and um, so he's never really exhibited kind of a dissident mentality before. And with the Chinese government too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he, he has a very good relationship with the Chinese government because that's an important market for, for his companies. So if you say to me, do I see Elon Musk as this sort of rebel who's going to lead a revolution against the you know, hegemonic liberal order, I'm going to be very skeptical, yes. just given <laughs> that up until this moment, we haven't really seen that. We've seen some kind of like trolling behavior, you know, some kind of personality. Uh, he's not Bill Gates, right? He doesn't comport himself as just like constantly closed. You know, he, he has fun as a billionaire, but it's more like tweaking. It's never been like a systemic critique. Now suddenly he's waving the banner of free speech and saying that it's gotten so repressive on the internet. I don't know whether he's authentic or not, but here's what I know. He's the only one of that billionaire class who's saying that and doing something about it at the same time, not just saying complaining, but doing something about it. And either one of two things is going to happen. Either he's sincere and he's going to do it, in which case I think it's one of the most important and positive developments, perhaps in decades, to restore free speech to one of the most important public squares digitally that we have. It'll be an extraordinary reversal of this trend toward tyranny. That's one possibility. The other possibility is that he either isn't sincere or he is sincere and will try, but will fail because of the backlash and the forces amassed against him, which will be extremely significant. In which case, for me, we'll just have the status quo. The status quo (laughs) is billionaires censoring the internet. So if he (laughs) fails, we'll just have billionaires censoring the internet and nothing will have been lost. So for me, I only see upside. If he, he, he takes over Twitter with all of this fanfare and all of this talk and threat about bringing back free speech and then fails to do so, he's gonna look like a fraud and a failure. So I'm not so worried that he won't that that is that he doesn't really harbor that intention is just pretending to. What I question is whether he's going to be able to because you can be the richest person on the planet, but if you're trying to take away a weapon from the most powerful institutions on the planet, which is what he's doing, he's trying to remove and take out of the hands of the Pentagon, the U.S. government, the Democratic Party. Wall Street, all of these, NATO, all of these institutions of power, an extremely powerful, one of the, probably their most powerful weapon to censor the internet and therefore propagandize huge populations. He's threatening to take that away from them, to allow dissent to flourish, to ideas to be challenged. You think they're going to just let him waltz in and take that from them without one of the most vicious fights you've ever seen? They're going to try and destroy him. He's taking away their most powerful weapon. They're going to try and destroy him. Tomorrow morning, you can stream our entire conversation with Glenn Greenwald. 
No, actually, they aren't because he has SpaceX and he's got Tesla and they're all being paid by these other agencies. All of this is is just a big drama to keep everybody's eyes off of the real threats that are going on. In the end, there's a big deal made as if the fight can't be won unless we have Twitter. This is essentially what's going on. And you have the conservatives actually believing this. You have the centrists believing this. You have the left believing that if they lose the ground on Twitter, they're going to lose the progressive movement. The only real effect that we have is when we start operating on the ground. And I talked a lot about this today on Bended Knee after our prayer. The real change that we make is what we do in our communities. None of this other stuff matters. But the obsession over Twitter has taken people's eye off major issues. And obviously the most pressing is food. And the other is this whole deception of, about Ukraine. Everybody's run there and has forgotten about the other big piece, which is the vax. People are dying every day over this injection. And they're celebrating the fact that mask mandates are pulling back. They're making stinks again about being pushing for more testing, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But the bottom line is people are dying from this injection and they continue to be damaged by this injection. All of this is a distraction as they continue to roll out their policies to continue to tighten the noose on what's going on. Today they announced that they have a new Department of Homeland Security person who is now going to lead the way in information, in disseminating information to counter narratives that are against the government's narrative. It's just a, a formation of the Ministry of Truth. This is right out of 1984. So here we are, and people are running around Twitter going, oh, we're going to be able to take on the deep state. Twitter is a collection system. Elon Musk's buying it is not going to remove it from the same databases that are taking people's data. It's still there. As one person wrote it well yesterday, now that Elon Musk now owns Twitter, he now owns all of your DMs. Well said. So the entire structure isn't changing. It's just changing hands with a lot of fanfare and a lot of drama out of people like liberals who love drama, who live on emotion, and who are about half nuts anyway. So there's no real effect here. And this is, and it's more entertainment, so keep in mind that we are literally watching a movie. The real problem, though, are where we are dealing, what we are dealing with on the ground. Listen to this trans mom. This is nuts. Listen to this. Pediatrician number two. After I fired pediatrician number one, I asked another mom of a trans kid who lives locally for a pediatrician recommendation, and she gave me one. Aside from incessant misgendering from her whole staff, she also said in front of my child that I needed to mourn the loss of my daughter in front of my nine-year-old transgender child. That's something you never say, by the way. In addition, she then refused to write a letter for his name change, um, stating the fact that he is too young to know himself and refused to connect with his therapist and his endocrinologist. She was the chief of staff at our local hospital. Not only was she disrespecting my son's knowledge of his own self, but she's also disrespecting me. No, we're not disrespecting her. We're just trying to correct her from her insanity. Here's the deal. The bigger problem we have now with this transgender movement is absolutely the, the core problem of it is the parents. These parents are brainwashed and literally passing on that same grooming onto their kids. This is a problem that is not going to go away, and this is why I keep saying it doesn't matter if you arrest Hillary Clinton or whatever she is now. It doesn't matter if you have military tribunals. What isn't going to change is this infection that's happened within the parental class. There's approximately, and I, I have given these numbers before, there's approximately 20 to 30 million people, as my guess, that are in alignment with this transgender garbage. And that includes parents. So when you take the actual trans movement and the the whole LGBTQ, ASP, super duper, whatever, plus alphabet that they have, that alphabet represents approximately 5, 000, 5 million people. When you start taking on those that are sympathetic and you start, and this is what they always do, sympathetic, and they take the parents in that, you probably end up with about 20 to 30 million people. 
what has happened here on social media, through our media, through our government, through the corporations, is those 20 to 30 million people have now established the standard by which everybody needs to align. That's the standard. That's the format. All of us now are supposed to align under their tent and accept their way or the highway. There's 20, there's 330 million, 340 million range people in the United States. These people are a big minority, and yet they are driving the entire narrative because the agenda of the deep state is to use them to confuse, to break down Christian values, to break down the family, and to use them as a vanguard to completely disrupt the normal way society works and to be able to secure the control over children. Big part about the mask piece, why this mask piece ties in so significantly, is that the masks have taught children to comply and not to defy. And parents that have put that have allowed their children to continue to go to school and wear masks have completely neutered their children's ability to be patriots in this nation. You and any any parent, and I'm speaking to any parent that has allowed their child to go to school and be masked or be injected. You have submitted your child to an indoctrination that will ensure that they will be good slaves for the rest of their lives. Nice work. So this is the world that we're in, and the world that we're in is it comes down to parents that are weak. Or and the parents that are pushing this transgender garbage, they have no they're not thinking this through. That's the biology is simple. There's no your child doesn't become trans and become suddenly aware. He becomes it whatever the hell it is, becomes trans because the stupid teachers at school are indoctrinating them, and then they're coming home and their parents are going, oh, nice, Johnny, you want to be Susie now? Okay, no problem, we'll let you be that. That's the truth. And so the problem is both the, the teaching institutions and the parents. What has happened is this cabal has seized control of education. It has grabbed hold of soccer mom who wants to be everybody the cool thing is to make sure that you're always getting along with everybody and you have the little the collectives of women and the gaggles and i'm sorry women if this offends you but it is true it is this these people that are getting together and having their starbucks and sharing off well my well johnny is now going to become a girl oh Susie, are you proud of him now as a, as a as a trans kid oh yeah i mean this is the garbage that's going on and this cluck of, of people that are doing this are driving the engine back into the school and reinforcing the teacher's narrative that they absolutely can be what they want to be irrespective of what how they are taught in, in, as parents or how their parents are teaching them or as they're being taught, raised in a, in a Christian family. This is the whole insurgency, and it's an OODA loop that's happening between the gaggles of women and the and the teachers, and it's being reinforced by the media, being reinforced in movies, being reinforced in politicians. Let me tell you, when you can't get food, your gender's not going to make a whole bit, a whole lot of difference. Except this: if you come to my house and you're a transgender, you're going to starve because I'm not going to break bread. Sorry, you're evil. Out the door. And this is where we have to start drawing a hard line. It's it's really really re- ridiculous. But again, we're this is a part of this big infection. There is a the whole thing ties together though as you start to see how they're doing this because as they're using the mask and the vax, they're breaking the will of children as they're already stressing the will of families. That's where faith comes in so significantly. I mean, listen to this piece here of the latest testing centers that are being set up in New York City. Right, that's 86th in Lexington. Now this is right across the street from 86th in Lexington. 86th and 3rd, boy, she looks busy. 86th and 2nd, right across the street, 86th and 2nd. So you guys, what's really going on here? This is another testing site, the fifth one in a two-block area. Now the BA2.12 variant gives you no symptoms, so they want you to get tested for that, and also they want funding for another booster for a virus that gives you no symptom. A virus that gives you no symptom. Take a listen to this. New numbers.
numbers from the CDC show nearly 60% of Americans have had COVID at least once, almost double from the same time last year. Now, Vice President Kamala Harris adds her name to that list. Well, I hope she's okay. What are the symptoms? The VP has no symptoms. And there you have it. The new scare for this fall, a disease without any symptoms. She wouldn't even know she had it if she hadn't been tested. It gets worse. We may get a whole new generation of vaccines in the fall or winter uh, that may be more effective and more durable. Did you hear that? All those mays, we may get a new vaccine for this fall. It may be more robust and actually keep you from getting the disease that you don't know that you have that has no symptoms. He goes on. None of those are going to be available to the American people if we don't get more funding. Did you hear that? They need more funding, more money to protect you from a disease that has no symptoms. We truly are living in clown world. No, we're living in the twilight zone. I swear, this is insane. And people are buying this insanity. So the same trans mom is going to be the same one gagging her children, whatever it is. Is it a child anymore? I don't know. Apparently to her, her young thing, whatever it is, trans boy, trans girl, has awareness. So apparently can make the decisions on their own so they're no longer under parental control. This is how crazy this gets. But she's going to be pushing this agenda. Oh, my goodness, I'm so afraid of my child getting the invisible vaccine or the invisible virus that doesn't have any symptoms. I don't, the brain damage that's happened in this culture is stunning. Absolutely stunning. And really where we come down to is it is the media at the core of this. It is the most treasonous element in the entire nation. This piece is well said. Listen to this. What the mainstream media has done is treasonous, and we should take every single CEO that's allowed it, every single host, and put them in a military tribunal for treason to this nation. Because they constantly have lied, and not just the last five years since Donald Trump ran for president, but they've been lying, covering up, omitting facts to the American people for decades now. Listen to what she says. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think, and that is the that is if our you, job. Did you hear that last part? He could, in essence, control what people think, and that's our job. I wish we could just put that on a loop put it on every social media site just loop it play it non-stop so every american can see it non-stop and realize what the media is doing and has done to this nation yeah there's not a media person out here that doesn't deserve to be put in front of a tribunal in the mainstream media circles i, I interviewed a media i'm going to keep the name off because i do like his work but i'm, I'm and i just out of respect for this person but i'm just going to tell you very honestly there was a person that i interviewed a year ago and he has done good work but when i got on the interview with him and when he i made the comment about how media needed to be held accountable for treason he literally told me he could not continue he was having trouble solving the or answering the question because he couldn't say that because it would he first of all tried to say the media doesn't need to be doesn't deserve it and the reason he said they didn't deserve it is because it was free speech, and I about lost my gourd on that one. I, I really, there's a few times I get angry like that, and I was I literally just said, this is nuts, you're lying. And then he went on to say, well, if I say that they, they need to be held treasonous, I won't have my contacts anymore. The media is a cult. Understand that. By the way, that interview, it got the big delete button. It went right to the trash. Never played it, never will. I I will not put garbage like that up. It is, it's ridiculous. Here's the deal. We are in a situation right now in this country that the only path forward that we have is a path forward where we're continually pushing truth and pushing light into that. People are wrapped around these media narratives and we have a, a, a Twitter problem because people are obsessed there. We have a mainstream media problem because people are obsessed there. We have an informational problem. That's why I go back to these predominant issues as we pivot, what's going to make the difference? Because it's not going to make a difference if if you think that social media is going to change the world. It already has. That's my first answer. That happened already. You're, that train has left the station. That happened the minute that 
Twitter came out. That happened the minute that Facebook came out. That happened when MySpace was there before Facebook. All of these things. It happened when Google was set up. All of these DARPA-funded programs, all of that happened. So to think that we're once again going to somehow change the world, what we are having to do with information as we use it is we are literally changing the world through truth to awaken people. And the most important thing is to selectively pull away and start focusing on the ground actions. But the Q narrative is they're they're defeating all of this with memes. I'm (laughs) sorry. This one cracks me up all the time because every time I go online, I'm looking for Q memes and I'm like, where are they? Where are they? They're supposed to be these vaults of memes. And where I find them is on Q accounts, which always puzzles me. It's like, okay, wait a minute. You're a Q person and you're repeating Q memes. And so where are they on? Where are they where people can see them? And then literally, I have had this sent to me before. It's like, we've been building a vault of memes. And I'm like, um, okay, what, what are we going to use them for when, it ha- when it's time? Uh, uh, okay, who gets to see them? Don't share these yet. <laughs> like, okay, sounds wonderful. I'm sure that's going to help save the world, I'll tell you. Anyway, all that said, the dialogue and the communication is one of the most important things. And we need to continue to conversate, have conversations with people, break bread, and literally do that action on the ground. That is literally what is changing things. Because at the core, we're dealing with something much greater and much more evil than we can possibly imagine. I want you to hear this 46-second piece. I did play it last night, but I'm going to play it again now. This is from Megan Fox. You want to talk about insane. This is normal for these people. I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like game of thrones drinking each other's blood it's just a few drops but yes we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only (laughs) it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it he's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like take my soul let me bleed on you (laughs) it doesn't not happen let me tell you maybe not exactly like that but it a version of that has happened many times oh good what a nice relationship that's gonna be honey what are you gonna do tonight uh can i have your wine glass sure crack smash what are you doing i'm gonna take the glass cut my chest open and ask for satan to take my soul would you like to join me sure can we have a glass of wine over that as well? You bet. No problem. I mean, this is this is normal for these freaks. Absolutely normal for these freaks. And this is the world which we are allowing children to interact with. I just let's put this in proper perspective. Children are being allowed to freely interact in a digital and media world that's run by freaks like this. What do we expect will happen? And I mean this. Are we expecting that the White Hats are somehow going to magically arrest a few people and the children are all going to be okay? What are we expecting? Because what is happening right now is the corruption at the core of everything that this world is built on, and that's the youth. They already have targeted the elderly class, what I call frequently our wisdom class. They're wiping them out left and right, and they don't care anymore because they've got most of, them in, most of them injected, and now it's just a ticking time bomb before they all pass out and die, any of them that have taken the injection. Thank God for the many that have not that are still around that we can still have conversations with and learn something from. But... For the rest that have been injected and they literally are expiring and they are expiring fast, they're off the docket. They have wounded an entire main body of the culture of those idiots that took the injection. Now they're walking injured. So they're pretty much out of the fight. Their health has declined. They're getting issues of COVID, pneumonia, flu, whatever else, because their immune systems have been degraded. And then they're going after the youth. And they're going after the youth in a multi-pronged attack, which is stunning how quickly it has sprung openly and how effective it is. And what is that? It's the mask, which is the training of obedience. It's 
Common Core, which is the preparation for MK Ultra, which is the fracturing of the brain and the thinking process. It's critical race theory, which now separates them by race and differentiates them by skin color. And then it's queer theory, which now identifies predominantly white children as being living in a guilt world, which now offers them another gender or another identity that they can take on. And how did they get there? Because they had common core. Let's not forget that. Common core is the foundation. Fractures create subalterns, which allows them to mold those subalterns into something they can control. Creates the guilt process, which you have to have when you, when you MK ultra somebody. That's critical race theory. Then molds them into a target that they can now control, which is what? They change their gender and create an angry, destabilized, emotionally unsettled person that is now going to take all sorts of other drugs like beta blockers and whatever else and hormone therapy. And once they start that, it is no turning back and they are sterilized forever. And they are forever part of Satan's army. Do you see how this is working? Because the power of what's happening here is profound. And in the meantime, we're worried about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. This is the craziness. And putting the pieces together to understand the magnitude of this war is important. Because if we don't see how they're attacking, there's not going to be anything left. I mean, I'm, I'm going to live fine. I'm going to see to it that whoever's in my life to take care of is going to be fine. I'm going to have friends that are fine. But this world is not built on me or you. It's built on the collective us of God's children. And right now, those children are having an entire global war waged on them. And as that's happening, the question is, what are we doing? I will tell you, and it, I will, it boils my blood when we get into some of this, and I will, and because it, it is something that will happen almost every time, I will get, there will be some comment about fear, like don't be afraid, or there'll be some comment about, about, well, God will save us. I'm going to tell you what, we have an accountability and a responsibility in this world. Addressing a problem and going after a problem is not being afraid. It's a confronting it and go after it hard and deal with the evil and deal and destroy the evil. That's, this is warfare. On the other side of this, if we're sitting here waiting for God, and then the question is, why are we even here? All of these things right now require that we take an engaged action locally, fire it up locally, talk to people, awaken them, and the cr most critical place to get to people is to have them understand what is coming. And that what is coming is food shortages. And I'm going to be honest, I'm almost thinking it's a good thing anymore. Because no one's going to have any care about the gender, like I said earlier, if you, if you can't eat. I mean, you don't have food, you're going to be like, well, I, I'm, worried about my, I'm worried about whether I'm going to snip my weenie or not. And I'd be like, then snip it. I could care less. Are you gonna, is it going to feed you? Because last time I checked, it's not going to feed you. Food is a critical piece on all of this. And they're distracting everybody away from the coming food shortages and the declining food issues because they're trying to channel people into more and more of their control. Every bit of this action that they are doing is herding people into the trap. We are dealing with master predators. These people are master hunters. And that master hunter action is happening right now. We have an obligation to get out and inform people, but at the same time, we have an obligation to strengthen our ranks, and probably more than that, more of that than ever right now. But the children are having, the children are the target, and that's the one that just it gets to me all the time because it is it's not the highlighted and dramatic issues, which is real. Child sex trafficking is real, and we're not getting into that tonight. This is worse. This is more insidious. This is happening everywhere. It's happening in churches. It's happening in schools. It's happening on TV. It's happening at Disney World and Disneyland. It's happening in movies. It's happening in the media. It's, it's the garbage spewing out of our politicians' mouths that can't define what a woman is. 
This is the garbage that's happening, and we have to become more vocal and build that greater, it's essentially a metaphorical wall to protect the kids, to have them see and hear what's right. Children will migrate to strength. They will migrate to leadership, They will and they will remember the strong statements of those that have the courage to stand up. Children are extremely observant that way. And so it is our important role to be strong and to demonstrate that action in public as much as we can. Dangerous times, and it's going to take us supporting younger parents where we can to give them strength where they need it. There's tremendous amount of pressures, and there's a tremendous amount of stupidity in our public right now. These people have walked off this cliff who have accepted the shot, who have accepted the obedience to the mask, who have accepted the obedience to government. They're in a different world. And we're trying to build back to a sovereign state of mind. That's hard work. It's diligence. It's a continual fight. And it's something that we have to demonstrate for children to see. They need mentors. And we are the only ones that they have the opportunity to see. And I, by we, I say any of us that have stood strongly with God, who stands strongly with the sovereign state of this nation, and who stands strongly as anti-vax. Because once you're injected, you're compromised. And that's an unfortunate reality. And here's where I'm going to go with this, because this is always a tough one for people. They're like, well, we have to forgive those. You know what? I can, that's not even on my discussion plate tonight. Yes, of course. That's like, of course, check that box. Here's the real reality. If you took the vax versus a someone who didn't take the vax, what's the core difference? It's not whether you come around to the understanding that you shouldn't have. It's not whether you come around to the extent the trust in God. It's the fact that for the rest of your life, you who took the vax have to accept that you followed the trickery and deception of a state driven by a satanic order. You were weak. And from that point, hopefully you will build strength. But the rest of the world that stood and endured this, there is a difference that has happened. We've been through a great deal. We have put up with an enormous amounted amount of resistance, of degradation of comments of all of this and we have fought like crazy to try to awaken the others that line will not just go away we it's not about forgiveness it's just a reality of who we have become and there is a distinct difference between those two groups of people so as we've stood over here on the line of truth and they've walked in the line of cow manure and they've accepted the cow manure piles as normal. That, that's the separation that we are now at. And sadly, within that, we, our voice has continued. They've done everything they can to suppress our voice and arguably probably for two main reasons. Because for our voice to get loud, it, dis, it disrupts their collective, their hive mind, but most importantly, it provides examples for others to look at to say, I want to be strong like that, which should give us all more encouragement to be strong. Because again, the ones who really need to see it, they're the little ones. They're the teenagers, the younger than teens, and, and the young children in our country. They need leadership. They don't need duplicitous politicians they don't need Megan Foxes that are talking about drinking somebody's blood. They don't need any of these characters. They don't need Ellen Degenerate with a blood face on her sweatshirt. They sure as heck don't need a Hillary Clinton who likes to traffic kids. They don't need a Tom Hanks who likes to paint a blood face on his volleyball. If you don't know what that blood face is, look it up. It's horrific. It's all part of their own messaging. So we come back around again to the power that we have. And this is where I kind of bring it all together right here, is the power that we have is local. You can't change the fool in D.C. You can't change the pedophile in Hollywood. You can't change the congressman who's a pedophile. 
Not right away because he's protected by all sorts of stuff. You're not going to change the, the buy-off by the Pfizer lobby. And you're not going to change this weave of pedophile and satanic freaks that are literally running the asylum right now. Not in the global sense, but on a local sense, you absolutely can. And it begins with a neighbor. It begins with breaking bread. It begins with having conversations. And I'm going to tell you the fastest way to get there. There's two, actually. One is physically to break bread, and two is to talk about a garden. And when you have those two things, all politics go aside, and we get down to the true meaning of life, sowing seeds. Food is the critical issue that if we don't understand and appreciate how powerful it is, God gave us that ability to grow and raise our own food and to have an unlimited bounty. And it's there that we build the foundations of everything about us. But we've been told that isn't the case. We've been told that food is secondary. We've been told that food is an extra thing. In fact, we've been told to feel guilty about eating food because they've packed food with so much garbage that people bloat up like blimps. And they've built lifestyles of people that are with so much that people have become lazy and lethargic. The health of this nation has declined radically. And with it has gone the mental health. So the real challenge is for those that are standing strong for, this, for the protection of this nation in the truest sense with God on the throne and putting children first in everything that we do, we have to become vocal and strong leaders in our communities in many different forms that that takes so that the youth can see what strength looks like and we can blaze a trail forward that isn't part of this trap that they're being pulled into. This fight's going to be a long fight. And as much as we all want to have to think that we can simply get through this quickly, we can have an Elon Musk that saves the world by buying Twitter. It's going to take our strength through Christ to be able to heal this world, and we shall. And it's going to take our strength in, in Christ to be able to stand to this evil and crush it and we shall. And it needs that sort of strength in the public square, whether it's on the digital public square, the physical public square, just in life in general, to be examples that when you're there as that person, confident in your walk and strength in God, that that's not something you need a t-shirt for. It's just who you are. And in that presence, that confidence, that security, you become that example that just by being there, a child will see you and they will see it because the children see clearly. They're not yet corrupted, at least not enough. And in that, you're helping them have a future and guaranteeing them an opportunity to fight back. We need it and it absolutely needs to happen. Let's pray. Father, in this time that we live, it is just an unbelievable confusion on so many levels for these children. And we just pray for the children tonight that are caught in an absolute chaotic mess of constantly being pushed one way or another, trying to be distorted by this evil, this distorted teaching and satanic teaching that somehow that they can choose a gender that they can modify their bodies any way they want, that they can become something almost like a chimera. The people that are driving this agenda, whether they are the teacher in, at any level or whether they're the puppet masters of the world, every one of them, Father, needs to be crushed, silenced, broken, scattered to the wind. They need to be, they need to be kept away from our children. And in lieu of that, as that, whatever time that takes, we are praying for the strength of parents to start waking up to realizing you cannot continue to subject a child to this indoctrination. So we pray for that tonight, Father. And we pray for the children. We pray for them to be, to be given that strength to see clearly as we know you have given them clear sight, but not to be trapped by these foolishness 
to understand the stupidity that adults can have and do have. And for whatever mercy and grace can be given to these children, Lord, we pray for that. There are too many people that have walked away from you and walked away from the true understanding of what life and purpose is. We pray for our nation. We pray for mercy. We pray for healing. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots of challenges ahead. And it's going to require a lot of hard and enduring fight with us locally. At the center of all of this, we have to restart at the fundamentals of who we are. What brings us together, breaking bread, what brings us together, food. And it's the sustenance on which we build our lives. In nature, there are no freaks like this. We are the freak of the world as a, as a race. And so as much as we can rebuild that fabric and that foundation in our communities with gardens and sowing seeds, both physically and spiritually, we need to spark up that awareness again of the importance of getting back to basics, of rejecting this ideologies of foolishness and of giving the examples to the children of what strength really is. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. So keep your prayers up and listen to the wisdom that he gives. He's pouring it out right now. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, fearlessly for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>